Welcome to the BMJ podcast. Recent moves by the Russian parliament signal a change in the way that injecting drug users will be treated by the state there. And a recent article on the BMJ.com examines the evidence for effective treatment for drug addiction. I'm Duncan Jarvis, and I'm joined by one of the authors of that article, Carsten Lunds, who's an Associate Professor of Medicine at Boston University School of Medicine. Carsten, your article talks about uh, this change in policy in Russia. So what's actually going to go on there? How are people who inject drugs going to be treated by the state? The development in Russia really allow courts to force people to receive treatment for drug dependence. And while the details of how these changes will be implemented are not quite clear yet, we wrote this article uh, because we we wanted to examine what is the current evidence on mandating people who use drugs to receive treatment. And we'll get onto the evidence in a second, but um, what does the actual treatment, this mandatory treatment, look like? What's available? People who inject drugs in Russia have to uh, register with the authorities to receive services. These services are um, part of the public health services and are usually free of charge. The armamentum that uh, narcology doctors in Russia have are mostly limited to uh, tranquilizers and uh, similar medications to manage acute withdrawal. What what the system is lacking due to the um, legal rules in Russia, narcology cannot offer agonist treatment with with methadone and buprenorphine currently. Why does Russia prohibit the use of agonists for treatment, given that the evidence shows that they are effective treatments? There is a common uh, perception, not only in Russia, but also in many other places, that uh, using an opiate agonist replaces one addiction with the other. And I think the reason for this perception is that oftentimes addiction and drug dependence get confused. Drug dependence means that um, when you discontinue a certain drug, it leads to withdrawal or people who use one drug tend to um, use it in increasing doses. Addiction means not only a physical dependence uh, of a drug, but it also um, diagnostically implicates problems that people have, problems uh, with their functioning as a family member, as someone who works, as someone who is part of a society. Um, these, pr- the, these problems are the problems that uh, make addictions such a challenge. So m- m- when people are in methadone treatment, they are certainly dependent on a medication, but they don't have the problems associated with addiction anymore. That's what the data shows. And that's why um, using agonists has been so successful in the treatment of drug dependence. So, Carsten, you're an international researcher with uh, a worldview here. Um, does mandatory treatment actually work anywhere? Mandatory treatment globally exists in many countries, um, including European countries, the USA, uh, Latin America, and Southeast Asia. 
Mandatory treatment comes in many forms, ranging from um, drug detention centers or um, criminal justice camps where people are held against their will and have um, oftentimes no or very limited medical uh, medical treatment, uh, ranging to um, drug courts where people can uh, where people have to make a choice between um, getting into prison or getting into an outpatient treatment systems or um, re mandatory mandated residential treatment in communities when there is in general there is rather limited evidence there are not many studies that have looked at the effectiveness of mandatory treatments but the the few existing studies that have looked at all these different forms of uh, compulsory or mandatory or even compulsory treatment that have looked at these uh, treatment forms indicate that there's no evidence that mandatory treatment really works to get people off of drugs and reintegrate them into the community into the communities if anything uh, mandatory drug treatment has um, temporarily very little very limited effects and no um, no impact on on a lo mid and longer term recovery from drug dependence. Given the problems evident with mandatory treatment, what would you and what would your group, who's written here, like to see happen? Well, we what I think what every what we all share is the goal of reducing drug use and reducing harmful outcomes for. Uh, people's health associated to this drug use. The, um, the, the, the approach of mandating treatment is problematic for uh, several reasons. First of all, one of the uh, principles of ethical treatment is in informed consent. The second, the second uh, problem with mandatory treatment is that oftentimes um, people are sentenced to treatment in environments that are not conducive to treating drug problems. Um, addiction treatment is very complex. In uh, m mandatory treatment settings, they're usually um, not the healthcare providers or the facilities given to address these uh, complex issues. And thirdly, but not lastly, um, a, an important principle of addiction treatment is the uh, assessing and addressing a person's readiness to change. And that, if you are not given a choice for treatment or not, that is not given in a mandatory treatment setting. So for these various reasons, um, we, th we, we think these are the reasons why, why uh, mandatory treatment doesn't work. What we would like to see instead is an approach where uh, the the state or the medical system or the health system reaches out to people who use drugs and builds a bridge toward treatment. And although this might uh, seem counterintuitive, this sometimes involves helping people who use drugs reducing their risks. This uh, approach, which is also referred to as harm reduction, can entail providing people with sufficient quantities of safe or sterile injection equipment. 
or uh, distributing uh, narcane in um, a medica an antagonist medication to address the uh, people who experience or to treat people who have just experienced uh, an overdose. And most importantly, to connect people to care that has been proven effective. So instead of mandating people to treatment that um, either is not there because it's lacking capacity or mandating people to treatment that is not effective, we suggest um, taking the approach that has been uh, proven successful in countries in countries like Germany or Switzerland where um, where the healthcare system reaches out to these people even goes the approach of supervising people who use drugs while they are using drugs to make sure they are um, they are using in a safe environment and um, engaging them, facilitating their uh, readiness to change. And when they're ready to change, providing the treatment that they need. And does any research show the effect of, of changing sort of um, at the approach, the paradigm for this, from punitive to, to harm reduction? The very idea of having, having, of supporting people or of providing people who are using drug help while they are injecting is difficult to to wrap one's head around. I acknowledge that, and and I had I had similar uh, reservations initially. What has convinced me is really the the evidence. And if you look at the number at the countries who have done that, Germany, for example, has just a very low number of. Um, residual HIV transmission in, in the total country. Whereas other countries who are resistant, they continue to experience high levels of HIV transmission among people who are at risk, and these are people who use drugs or people who are engaged in sex work or migrant workers or youth, these so-called key populations. And the problem doesn't stay there. Um, these people who use drugs or other people, obviously, they, they also engage in sexual activity with people who are not from these key populations. And through these so-called bridge population, the, uh, the epidemic then reaches the general population and from there is transmitted through um, sexual activities. And that's what we, what we now start seeing in, in some of the countries that... Um, in Russia, for example, the primary mode of HIV transmission um, had, had long been um, unsafe injection drug use, and now uh, sexual transmission has become the primary uh, mode of HIV transmission proportionally. So that means the, the HIV epidemic is transitioning from the uh, populations at risk through these so-called um, bridge populations to the to the general public, and that's where where the um, the public health problem then increases uh, even more. You've been listening to Carsten Lund's talk about mandatory drug treatment and the evidence for it. If you're interested to read any more, the full article, "Mandatory Addiction Treatment for People Who Use Drugs." is now available on thebmj.com.